What's up, people? So, this is uh, Ilion, the host of the podcast, checking in. Uh, had an interesting dream last night. Not really sure what it means, but I think <clears throat> usually I feel like when God puts people in my dreams that that I know or that I recognize, uh, he wants me to pray for them. And um, so last night <clears throat> I had a dream of three celebrities and I feel like the main celebrity or notable figure was, uh, I guess he's a, I think he's a country singer, rapper. I, I know he's a rapper uh, by the name of Jelly Roll. So I don't listen to his music at all, but um, but I know that uh, I've seen um, some like social media posts on him recently, maybe like a month ago. Um, I think he won an award, or um, and I think he was on like the Joe Rogan podcast or something like that. I'm not sure. Um, <clears throat> because I think the thing that I saw was something about him talking about Jesus and how um, the Jesus that uh, people um, think they know today is not the same Jesus that was actually here, uh, you know, back in the day or whatever, which I think he's... I think he's right about that, you know. I think people misconstrue who Jesus really was. <clears throat> Is it our fault? I mean, we we weren't alive when Jesus was here. And um, there's been a lot of manipulation and deception going on since then. So um, I don't think, you know, humanity is entirely to blame for that. So I think that's an accurate statement. But uh, anyways, in the dream, I'm not really sure what was going on, but we was hanging out, you know, we was hanging out, and, um, he was actually at my studio, and I guess we was, it didn't seem like it was about music at first, but as the dream progressed, I had left with somebody, I forget who I left with, and, um, we was, um, I don't know what we was out doing or whatever, but I felt like I was talking to him on the phone or something, and he was, like, telling me to try to get back quickly because uh, I don't know. I don't know what – it seemed like there was some type of urgency. Like, he uh, wanted me to come back so we could record. And uh, so I guess we was going to do a song, and um, – um, he was talking about his family in Kentucky. So I don't know if he has family in Kentucky. I actually don't know where he's from. I do think he is from the Midwest somewhere. I don't know if it's like Tennessee or I really don't know where he's from. So maybe he is from Kentucky or I have no clue. Or maybe he does have family in Kentucky, but at least in this dream. And again, I don't know what this dream means. So I don't know if it's significant or not. But, uh, man, 
everywhere I go, man. I, I'm telling you, like, the amount of uh, demonic resistance that I go through every single day, through every little aspect of my life, it's just insane. Which basically means that I have to be 1,000% focused on God 24-7. And uh, if I slip, there's consequences. And I know a lot of people don't understand that, but it's just what I'm being put through personally. Um, it's extremely frustrating. Um, and there, there, there's no bending or breaking. You, you have to do... You have to be like 100% militant with your discipline and your obedience to the Lord. Um, it's a lot of pressure. It's a lot of pressure. It's, it's super frustrating. Um, there's no wiggle room, you know. Uh, and that's what makes it uncomfortable. Anyways, uh, back to what I was uh, saying. Sorry, I'm always multitasking. It's just because I don't have time to just do one thing at a time. So I apologize. But in the dream, he was trying to get me to, to hurry back to the studio. It seemed like something else was going on. Um, and um, out of all three of these celebrities, I'm going to have to look up that other dude's name. That, the other celebrity, because I don't know his name. So let me try to get that on real quick um, okay so um so yeah I was feeling like man this dude seems like he got some type of void you know like a void in his life and honestly I did see some things like when he got that award, he was throwing up the devil hand sign. And I think I even made a comment like he's throwing up like a, a satanic hand gesture or hand sign. Which, you know, I probably shouldn't have said that. I'm really trying to limit my. Uh, I know we're supposed to refute evil, rebuke evil, you know, with evil or whatever, you know, and we're supposed to, to make that righteous stand. Um, sometimes I, I just, I don't like doing it because I don't want to feel like I'm, I'm judging because I'm a sinner too. You know what I mean? And, and, and honestly, he might not know that, but it's kind of hard to believe that he is where he is in his career without having some type of knowledge of what it takes to really be successful in, um, a demonic music industry, a music industry controlled by Satan. So that's just like yesterday I was looking, I was listening to some of my music and on each video it said I had 396 likes, but the, the, the views or the listens was like under a hundred, you know, like some had like 30, 30 listens, some had like 90 listens, some had like 150 listens. I definitely feel like you know, the, the algorithms to all of my music throughout my career have always been, you know, monitored. I mean, I think for, I think a lot of YouTubers in general that are, a lot of Christian YouTubers 
have already noticed that their views and their likes and you know their subscribers all that stuff's being manipulated so um i don't really care you know i actually just make the music for me just like i make the clothing for me but i put it out there um really in case i something happens to my computers or something and i lose it i can go back online and, and, and grab it you know it's a backup copy even with this podcast but um Anyways, um, so back to Jelly Roll, and 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 Jelly Roll was like, he was not as uh, he wasn't as big as he was in real life in the, in his in his dream. He was actually slimmer. He was still, you know, thick or, or whatever, but uh, he was um, not like he is in real life he was thinner you know what i'm saying but it seemed like there was a void it seemed like there was kind of like an inner depression going on with him and um he was saying something about his family in kentucky and i'm like man cool we can pray about it he got quiet i was like well i'll pray about it you know then i started talking to him about jesus and he didn't want to say nothing about jesus and so i was like man um i noticed that You know, a lot of celebrities don't really want to talk about Jesus, you know. And I'm like, if you don't stand for him here, because there's something in the Bible where it says, like, if you deny Christ here, you'll be denied in heaven. You know, which means you might not make it to heaven, right? Or you'll just be considered like the least of these in heaven. I don't know. I really don't know. Because then it makes me start thinking about John the Baptist and what they were saying about him being the least or something and he seems like he would be great but I don't know we're all sinners so who knows what's going on with all that anyways not to get sidetracked um so yeah he didn't he didn't say he didn't say Jesus's name in the dream he didn't seem like he didn't want to talk about Jesus um it seemed like he was ashamed in a sense and I don't want to say like he was ashamed of Jesus but it was almost like he was ashamed of himself that he couldn't, you know, like, like, I guess maybe he didn't have that relationship with, with the Lord or that he couldn't have that relationship with the Lord for whatever it means, which makes me think like, if you did do some type of, you know, satanic contract or you did some type of demonic contract, you would feel obligated to honor that. So you don't lose your material lifestyle. So that could be it. That's, kind of like the, the the vibe and feeling that I was getting from it. Um, but I really don't know. And so another celebrity that was there that was helping me was Matthew Perry, who recently passed away, the dude from Friends. Even though I know he said he didn't want to be remembered for that because he had like a, uh, a, a Perry recovery house or something like that. So um, I might have posted an episode on that. I'm not sure. I think I shared it, but... Um, yeah, I think I did because it was from the What Do You Mean YouTube channel. So I think I did share that on here. But anyway, um, sorry. Um, he was in the dream and he was like helping me to encourage Jelly Roll and motivate Jelly Roll to like, 
you know, make that stand for Jesus. And so both of us together was trying to um, encourage Jelly Roll. And um, <laughs> people are so funny. It's crazy how, like, it doesn't matter how old somebody is. Like, this dude's, like, probably, like, a 90-year-old dude just cut me off. And what's crazy is he was behind me. He's in a Lexus. He was behind me, and he sped up because the road is coming to two lanes, coming to one. But if I'm ahead of you, I already have the right away. So for him to try to speed up from behind me and cut me off, it's kind of a jerk move. I'm used to it, though. Because it happens all day, every day, and it's been like this for a really long time. Um, there's no coincidences, and obviously God is doing that. Well, I think God is allowing Satan to do these things because Satan is trying to do these things every single day to get me to curse God, to get mad at God, and to yell at God so he can gain a legality and gain some type of leverage so he can have more, of, so he can launch more demonic attacks against me. But we ain't going to let that happen, Satan. You a loser and a bum, and uh, you've already lost. So we're not going to feed into that. I'm not going to feed into that. But, yeah, for y'all listening, that's usually how Satan tries to start off the day. He tries to just create a chain reaction of bad things. Um, I've, I mean, he, he manipulates he, he He messes with me all day, every day so much that... Um, a lot of days I can't even, I can't, it's just too much. Like I lose pretty much every day because God is just letting Satan do whatever he wants all day long, every day. And that's why I get so mad at God. Cause it's just like, God, I thought you won. Like, why are you, why are you continually allowing the enemy to win? Like, it just makes no sense to me. And honestly, I don't really feel like it has nothing to do with me. Like, I really do feel like that's between the Lord and this bum. Satan, the loser, Lucifer, the, the, the loser, the bum forever. But, um, you know, whatever, you know, so I know he's obviously trying to get me, get at me. He wants me to lose my salvation. He's, he's trying to get me to blaspheme the Holy Spirit, which I'll never do. I do get mad at God. There's times where I'm like, I'm praying to God. I'm like, man, I'm mad at you. I don't even want to pray, but what choice do I have? Like, I have to pray before I eat. I have to pray before I do certain things. Um, you know, I have a routine. I'm stuck in a routine. I'm trapped. Like, we're all trapped. You know what I mean? And, uh, like, even my prayer today was like, God, for all the people that will end up in hell or whatever, uh, I'd like to volunteer to, like, mediate and, and, and speak with them, past and present, future, whatever. Um, because I know they probably don't want to speak to you. They probably don't want to speak to Jesus um, or the Holy Spirit or anything because they're so mad at the fact that we're all forced to exist against our will. And, um, of course, all these distractions are happening while, while I'm on the podcast, right? Turn that phone off. Um, I get it. You just get so aggravated and frustrated. Um with this set, this setup and this situation, you're just mad at God, you know? But obviously, we have to realize that, you know, if God is gonna create life, 
the only thing that coincides that makes sense if you create life that is that you give life free will. You know, and that's the greatest gift. And, and often my argument with the Lord is, if you gave me free will, then I don't want to be here anymore. I don't want to participate in this anymore. I want to null, uh, uh, nullify the contract. I want to get out of this agreement. I don't remember ever agreeing to come here. But if I did and you erased my memory for whatever reason, um, now that I'm here, I don't want to do it anymore. I don't want to take a risk of gambling my salvation. Does he listen? No, because I'm still here. So that makes me even more angry and more mad at God that uh, he's forcing me to, uh, I guess, honor some type of agreement or contract that I didn't know that I made, which makes no sense to me, you know? So who knows what's going on? Who knows why our memories are wiped, if that is the case? I really don't know. You know, but obviously if we're, if I came, if I came here and we're seated in heavenly places with the Lord, uh, knowing me, I probably could see myself telling God, I don't care what I do, how much I scream and fight and yell and try to resist it. Do not let me out of my contract. So I can see me saying that to God and then that makes me mad at myself. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because it sucks here. It sucks. Like, I, I, I hate it. You know, I absolutely hate it here. I, I can't stand it. Um, I don't want to be here two seconds from now. Regardless, what choice do I have? I don't know what's going on. I don't understand all of these things. Um, it's super confusing to me. I'm trying to figure it out. But, uh, I just, at the end of the day, I got to work. You know what I mean? Like the, the number one thing I need to focus on is working to pay my bills because I'm struggling. Like I'm, I've never struggled this much in my life financially, but it's definitely the worst period of my life. Um, it, it's just, you know, there's just no job security. There's no, um, I don't have any of that, you know, because I'm an independent contractor and as an independent contractor, uh, you get destroyed out here because you're not in a union. There's not a, a guarantee set wage and um, you're just destroyed. And I, I had a job and I was getting destroyed at that job by co-workers. The enemy was attacking me every which way he could. I was dealing with gossip, slander. I was dealing with just a lot of demonic activity that made it unbearable. And on top of that, he was messing with my job so much that I was in jeopardy of losing my job anyways. And I mean, at the end of the day, I got injured and um, my bosses sent me a resignation. So I don't know if they fired me or if they took that as I was quitting because I got hurt. Uh, it sucks, but I just, it's just nonstop, man. And it's so annoying. And who, who wants to deal with this crap? You know what I mean? Because at the end of the day, you can't be lukewarm or you're going to go to hell anyways. So once you believe the truth that Jesus lived a, a physical incarnation, that he died for our sins and that he was resurrected, once you believe that, you have to spread the gospel. You have to pray. You have to worship. You have to forgive people that do mess up stuff to you. 
And that increases. So people start to be more evil to you more. So everything is increased. Whereas before you might not have been dealing with that. You could have been popular, but he could have liked you. You could have been a friend of the world, um, but you weren't a friend of God. So this is the narrow path. The narrow path is extremely difficult because everybody hates you. Nobody likes you. Everything you say is misinterpreted, misconstrued. People are always thinking the worst about you. And you're just treated like crap everywhere you go. Everybody takes advantage of you. Um, it's, it's beyond being bullied. Um, you're targeted. You're targeted and you're harassed. And the pressure is 24-7. So when you're sleeping, when you're awake, your thoughts, um, it's insanity. It's complete insanity. And it's extremely difficult to deal with. And uh, no wonder, you know, um, Jesus told Bartholomew, three, uh, three out of 30,000 make, make it to paradise. Three out of 30,000 make it to paradise. No wonder. So with those type of odds against you, um, it's disheartening. You know what I mean? Anyways, I know I got sidetracked. Back to Matthew Perry helping me to encourage Jelly Roll to um, to give his life to Christ. Even though I think he he is already, you know, probably vocalized that. But I think it's time for him to start um, exhibiting the fruits of that and really, um, you know, cleaning up his speech. And there's something about marijuana. I think he wanted me to get him some some weed or some blunt shells. I don't know what that was going on, what that was, but I think he probably smokes weed so god probably don't want him smoking weed no more i don't know i feel like god wanted me to to do this podcast so who knows you know what i mean what the real reason is i'm just trying to be obedient um and then so when i was on the way back uh to link up with jelly roll it was almost like i had a studio that was like downtown somewhere that was like almost near a clothing store there was like a lot of traffic or a dairy mart or something like that and then um um, let me fix this right here because I know the devil's manipulating my job. He does it all the time, every day. I'll drive to an area to work. And uh, as soon as I go to that area, it's a dead area. I'll leave that area to go to another area uh, that's active. As soon as I get to that area, it turns into a dead area. And he does this all day long. Um, so I'm just running in circles, wasting gas. And I'm getting like two, three dollar um, deliveries, um, which honestly, man, I think for truck drivers, for any type of couriers or anybody that's that's working for Uber Eats or Postmates or Grubhub or whatever, I think we need at least bare minimum two dollars a mile, two dollars a mile. If something is seven miles away, that's about 14 minutes. Right. So you're you, so you're you're wasting 14 minutes. Then you should be getting like fourteen dollars. I mean, honestly, bare minimum, I think any type of driving position needs if you're an independent contractor at, at the bare minimum it has to be sixty sixty dollars an hour. Doesn't make sense any other way, you know, personally.
But, uh, what I mean, I'm out here scraping crumbs, you know, and I think everybody is. Uh, it just really sucks because nobody tips, man, you know, and that's the problem. And I, I hate it so much because if I go out to eat every day and I'm tipping $10 tips, no less than $5. I'll never tip less than $5, but I, I usually try to give them a $10 tip just because I've been waiting tables my whole life. You know, I'm not doing it currently. I might have to. I got a couple of jobs lined up, so I'm not really too concerned. I got backup plans for sure. You know, at least three or four, because I know the devil's going to just keep just trying to destroy everything I do. And God's allowing them to do it. So go figure. And I mean, that's why I get mad at God. I'm like, you guys are working together, man. You guys are working together, making our life so difficult when we didn't even want to exist. You forced us to exist. I could go on and on, but I'm not going to do it because that's just a way. Complaining is praise and worship for, for Satan. But we definitely got a bad deal here. I know a lot of people, a lot of Christians really don't think the way that I think. They probably think I'm demonized or something's wrong with me. I'm just looking at, at the facts. You know what I mean? Like, it's just the facts. And if, if you don't look at it that way, that's on you. But who gives the Antichrist the power to do what he's going to do? Who's the only Who's the only, only person that can't, the only entity or indivi individual or, or god force that could do it is god he's the only one that could to, to give the antichrist allow the antichrist to do what he's going to do to, during the great tribulation so we already know who created darkness the bible says that god created darkness so it's hard not to be mad at, at god and i tell i put, I put a comment on somebody's uh, video the other day they're talking about we, we need to praise and worship god more and I just made the comment like it's it's incredibly difficult to praise and worship a creator who's forcing us to exist against our will when obviously if any of us really truly knew the the gravity of this situation here that we could end up being tortured in hell forever, none of us would probably sign up to exist. I know I wouldn't. You know what I mean? Now I think you know, if we're in an exalted state, we're next to God, we're in heaven, and we're like planning out this incarnation, we're already feeling untouchable. We're already feeling invincible and and, and infallible. So it's just like, yeah, God, I'll do it, no problem. I got it. But then once you're here, it's just like, whoa, I made I made a drastic, drastic, catastrophic mistake. I remember my dad told me that when I was a baby that I would jump into the pool trying to drown myself. And they 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 it freaked my my parents out. They would take me to the hospital and they just said, "Man, keep them away from the water. Keep them away from the water. Keep them away from the pool." And then I started holding my breath until I passed out and they took me to the doctors and the doctor was just like, "It's okay because it looks crazy that he turns you know, purple or blue, but as soon as he passes out, his body will automatically start breathing again. So they was dealing with that with me as a kid. And I, I tried to commit suicide when I was in like third grade, you know, second or third grade, fourth grade. And, uh, yeah. So, I mean, and I always say, God, well, everybody seems like they get an exit. 
you know, like they have a near-death experience and then they had the choice, do you want to go back or stay? And most people stay. And I'm like, when do I get my exit point so I can get the heck out of here because I don't want to be here? So I feel like it's different really for those that's that's on fire for the Lord. And I'm not saying that to try to be like, oh, I'm this and that. I'm just saying I'm forced to be this way. And I'm being judged of on my attitude and my behavior about how I am being on fire. Because there's a lot of Christians that's on fire and they don't get, you know, probably discouraged to the extent that I get discouraged. They probably don't cuss God out, you know. Uh, they probably don't do any of those things, you know. Like, at least they don't, if they do it, they don't vocalize it, you know what I mean? So I'm just, I'm trying to be transparent because I know how difficult it is when you when you lived under this mind control and this deception your whole life. And now you're forced to be abstinent, you know, like, I know I can never have sex again, and, like, I can't get married, and, you know, people are like, well, where does it say that? Like, just read the Bible, you know what I mean? Like, it's in the Bible, you know, because um, there was infidelity in my marriage. Now, whether she did it first, which I do believe she did, you know, super early on. And she did it with a friend of mine, a female friend of mine. Um, you know, she may not have thought that that was that, but it definitely was, you know, regardless. And, um, um, you know, and, you know, in my relationship, since I knew that my wife, which was my girlfriend for a long time, was bisexual, she even was talking about, you know, doing a menage a trois or threesome or something like that and you know i'm sorry for even going that route in this podcast i'll make sure i put a warning um but that messed with my mind to make it think that you know it was okay to do that you know what i mean um when i was uh when i cheated but like i said she she's been cheated so it was that atmosphere and, uh, you know, whatever, you know, that relationship is over. And uh, there's times where we broke up, you know, <laughs> where, you know, I wasn't staying with her and, you know, staying with my dad or whatever or crash out of friends or, you know, we went through a lot of that. So, you know. Whatever. A lot of people have those type of relationships, especially now. So I don't feel like, um, you know, it's like something extremely foreign or strange to relationships these days. Man, what is going on here? All right. Now we got something. But um, regardless, uh, so Matthew Perry was trying to help me encourage Jelly Roll. On the way back, I seen Ashanti. Now, I met Ashanti in New, in New York, in Manhattan. I met Ja Rule. And I remember when uh, I seen Ashanti, I was standing next to her. And it looked like Irv Gotti was acting um, bothered by that. And, uh, I, you know, we later found out, I think, either this year or last year, that Irv Gotti actually had a relationship with her. But I already knew that, honestly. Because I could tell by the way he was acting when I was standing next to her. 
But um, yeah, man, I was super attracted to Ashanti. You know what I mean? Like I really liked her. But anyway, um, I seen her in the dream, and uh, um, I seen her, and I went back and I told Jelly Roll like, man, the Shanti's over here, and he's like, huh? And I'm like, man, I'm going back over there because I want to see, I want to, I want to be around Ashanti. So I went back, and uh, now I was like backstage, and I seen her singing and dancing, but she was around like the whole element, a worldly element, just like a lot of worldly people or whatever. So I'm like, oh, maybe God wants me to pray for her. So let me just go ahead and say a prayer real quick. Dear Heavenly Father, you said we're two or more gathered in your name that you are present. I just come before your courts in the third heaven. I just beg you for forgiveness for my speech. If I came off incorrectly, if I said anything that may have been offensive to you or any of the viewers or listeners out there. So please forgive me for that, Lord. Uh, obviously, I was just trying to express and, and, and relate uh, myself to the audience and to other people that may be going through these things because we, we never know who's going through what. Uh, only you do know that. And uh, anyways, Lord, I just want to lift up Jelly Roll to you, Lord. And I just pray that you forgive him and that you protect him, bless him, look out for his family. I don't know if he actually has family in Kentucky or, or whatnot, uh, but whatever the dream was about, Lord, I just want to intercede for Jelly Roll and Ashanti. And uh, Matthew Perry's probably with you. He became a Christian before he passed away. And so um, I just pray that we we get more angelic assistance and help. And um, just pray that you bless all the, the viewers and the listeners. And um, yeah, and just equip us with the full armor of life, starting with the heavenly garments of praise and vengeance. The belt of truth, the girl loins with, the sandals of peace, equipped with the readiness, the breastplate of righteousness, the heavenly oils of joy and gladness, the heavenly crowns that we will toss at your feet if we make it to heaven, the helmets of salvation, the shields of faith, the swords of the spirit, the cloaks of zeal, seal us with the bonds of perfectness, and then we invoke the 23rd Psalm, we just ask that you comfort us, protect us, and guide us as we walk through the valley of the shadow of death, and uh, your son's heavenly name, Jesus, Yahushua HaMashiach. Uh, we pray. Amen. Oh, yeah, real quick. Um, I want to say that um, I am starting to add more items to the store. So um, a couple days ago, I added like two new skateboards. And then um, last night, I, I added like seven bumper stickers because I feel like that's going to really help spread the gospel and it's going to be an inexpensive way to do it and um so i'm just going to start putting scripture on on uh on bumper stickers you know so we can get the get the word out there as best as possible because they're definitely trying to silence uh the word or trying to silence the gospel the enemy is fighting and there's not a lot of christians that's fighting back and it just doesn't make any sense because technically we have the upper hand because Jesus already won. <laughs> you know what I mean? So all we need is laborers in the field. And um, it's like I tell God all the time, like, dude, give me the money. Let me win the lotto or, you know, do something to help me financially. And it's like, I don't mind earning it, right? I wrote six books. I've dropped hundreds and hundreds of songs like uh, 
I got the e-commerce store. Like, so it's not that I'm not meeting the Lord halfway. I'm going above and beyond and trying to find ways to live a lifestyle that's acceptable to the Lord and, you know, spreading the gospel. <laughs> you know, but I don't know. I just think Jesus wants us broke. I know it's, it's crazy to say that. Um, because I know the Bible, you know, I'm sure the prosperity preachers can find tons of scriptures that they can try to use to, to prove that God does not want us to be broke. Uh, you know, they probably could even use Job, you know, um, there was a lot of, there was a lot of rich people that made it to heaven. <laughs> I don't want to say a lot, but there are references of, of rich people that did make it to heaven, you know? So I get it. But the common theme, it seems to be for the believers is that they're experiencing poverty, extreme poverty, um, especially in like third world countries and stuff like that, you know? So, honestly, at the end of the day, I think my only real wish is non-existence, to not even exist, um, just because there's just so much suffering and so many people that just got dealt a bad hand in life, you know, like physical ailments, physical handicaps and disabilities, uh, disfigurements and diseases and people that are really really suffering so it just it sucks to see people going through that stuff you know um i'm blessed you know so i'm thankful and grateful for that and i don't want to complain about that like poor me like i'm a victim because i do recognize that um i am blessed to have my health and all my limbs and to be you know able to move and groove and go about in the world uh so yeah my my main prayer is just i hope he starts converting these billionaires and these trillionaires into laborers in the field because they're the ones that can really um they can really make an impact you know they you know somebody that owns a car dealership see the distractions somebody that owns a car dealership they could, um, you know, they could put decals on all of their vehicles, you know, promoting Jesus, you know. That's like I was at Chick-fil-A yesterday, actually, and the amount of traffic was just ridiculous. I just couldn't understand how there's so much traffic at Chick-fil-A. Like, I don't, I've ate there, like, it's not that great, you know what I'm saying? So I just don't understand what's really going on there. I mean, obviously, I thought something demonic was going on, but I know that they put scripture on their cups and stuff like that, but they're still killing chickens, you know? Which, I know I, I need to try to eat better. Like, I really want to just have a, a complete 100% vegan diet uh, but it is it is tough when you're on the go you know and I don't cook at home so I just eat out every day which is super expensive 
super expensive. And I try to eat healthy, which makes it even more expensive. Because uh, vegan stuff is not cheap, you know. But I can't always afford that, so sometimes I just got to eat a cheeseburger. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, or something. So, or a chicken sandwich or something, and it's just like, I feel bad doing it, you know. Like, I really don't want to eat meat. I was it was I was able to be more successful being a vegetarian and a vegan um, when I was just more disciplined I guess so I can't really chop it I can't point no fingers it's really my fault you know I could do better and I need to but yeah um, I, I am gonna try to upload and create more products weekly it's just a lot man it's a lot to juggle to do all this stuff like I'm, I was supposed to be trying to finish this book. I wanted to get it done before the end of the year. I don't even know if that's going to be a possibility now, you know. It's just because I don't have the time because I got to work. If I had more money, then I I could spend more time focusing on kingdom things. But, you know, I can't complain because that's a sin. So uh, it sucks. But I think a lot of the Christians want that freedom. They really want the, uh, They really want financial freedom. So they could focus more on the kingdom, but for whatever reason, that's why I get mad at God sometimes. I'm like, dude, what is you doing? Like, you got somebody who's willing to, to do what needs to be done, but I need financing, you know? And it's just like, I don't want to set up a GoFundMe. Like, I want to try to do it the correct way, you know, like generate it through a God-given talent. But who knows if that's the problem right there, you know? He doesn't want you to sell the word. It's not like I'm trying to sell the word. I'm just trying to figure out what can I do that's not a sin, which makes it really difficult. You know what I mean? Like, if I had land, I'd be a farmer or something, you know? I'd sell fruits and vegetables. But I don't know. Whatever. Anyways, Brio de Luz, B-R-I-L-L-O-D-E-L-U-Z.com. I'm going to try to create more stuff. Um, it's just tough, you know, because I want to try to create products for everybody, like women and children, but I'm just, I don't really know what they want. I know what God, I know the scripture that God wants out there, so that's kind of like what I'm focusing on, but I feel like it's too blunt and it's too in your face, and people are kind of, of afraid to take that approach, but we need to. All right, y'all, I'm out.